dude, um, we rearranged <clears throat> our bedroom. Do y'all rearrange your furniture and like your the layout of your house, or do you just ever so every so often maybe? Yeah. Nothing major, but oh man, we've this might be the fourth time we've rearranged the bedroom in the six years coming up on six years we've lived in this house. Really, five years. Six, no, okay, six. No, six. Six. Um, and uh, it's just been the two layouts. It's not like there's a whole lot you can do in there. But we realized, yeah. like, oh, the layout we had it in was what was best for a crib. Like freeing mm-hmm. up this corner for a crib, and now that the crib isn't in the bedroom anymore, um, we've moved the bed back onto the the largest the the, the wall that made the most sense. So the mm-hmm. room feels like so much bigger now, um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's great. It, it really does feel like a master bedroom. Sweet, because that that master already was like definitely the best like bedroom in the house. Yeah, yeah. So even when we bought it, we were like, wow. This, it's a pretty decent master bedroom, but you know, the way right. we laid it out the past few years was just like crap, sure. especially for me. Um, <laughs> I got shoved up against the closets. Um, ah. so now it's like just a lot better and, uh, it's cool. So I'm nice. For it. And, uh, my wife has been nonstop baking. And so I've uh, got like, I've been having like cookies and breads and banana breads and you yeah, know, yeah. all this stuff for like months. I think I'm, that that I'm, sounds good to me. I know I'm being taken care of, man. I can't I can't <laughs> complain. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, don't complain about that. Yeah. Um, how have your how's your holiday season been? Uh, so far, so good. We've been we've been hunkered down here for the most part, and yep. um, I had a little a little break from work, so I was uh, just kind of like quasi quarantining and, and we were, uh, just kind of like hanging out at home and, and, um, it was a lot of fun and Sarah started, uh, not, not baking, but making like Christmas treats. So her latest thing was like a, a recipe that ran in her family. Um, that was, it's like a peanut butter or something like a log basically. It's so good, man. And anyway, the point is, uh, she's been doing a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I heard about something the other day. Well, welcome to Supercast, everybody. Yeah. Um, the, my partner in the morning show told me this morning, um, that, uh, there is apparently a Lord of the Rings game where mm-hmm. you just play as Gollum. Yes. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Is it out yet? I, 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 I wasn't sure if it was out yet. I don't know, but I, I, I came up with a, uh, all kinds of bits for the game immediately. <laughs> um, uh-huh. What do you suppose uh, the very first uh, story in this game is? I don't know anything, by the way. This, these aren't like gotchas. Yeah. What do you think the uh, first thing you do in the game is? Oh, I don't know. Because I pictured like a very much like an Arkham City type gameplay where you're just like fishing. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, and, you know, oh, what's that? And then Deagle dives into the water yes. and comes out and he's like, it's a ring. And it's like, press B to just ignore X him. repeatedly. Yeah, but pre- <laughs> press, press X to murder Deagle <laughs> and take the ring. <laughs> and then you then you, you strangle Deagle and then yes. you take the ring. Yep. And then like, you know, a few challenges later, it's like, now you need a fish. You're going to go fishing. <laughs> and then, it's that close up of him. Arr, yeah. Just you're tearing just, into a fish. Yeah. The cutscene is just him eating yeah. like just horribly rendered fish. <laughs> just like maybe that's how you regain health in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you just eat fish. Yes. Uh, I imagine at some point you're, you're supposed to attempt to kill Frodo. 
and you spend, yes. you spend the game like conniving to catch up to them without being caught. It actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'd play this. Sure. This is sort of as a joke, and now it's like, no, no, no. I would. I, yeah, sure. I wonder <laughs> if at at the end, do you you bite his finger off, and then and then and then you die, <laughs> and then you die? Like that's not a very satisfying <laughs> ending. <laughs> Crash into the sun. Now I'm dead. Press X repeat. <laughs> yeah, press yeah. X repeatedly to bite his finger off. <laughs> and then and then. Game over, you're dead. Yeah, you 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 get tossed into Mount Doom, and on the way down, it's like press X repeated, repeated, just press. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> press X repeatedly to try to escape the lava. Oh, yeah. you can't. It's lava. <laughs> press Y to swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I want to bring people's attention to a story on Collider that I saw at the end of last week. And I was like, whoa, um, there's a huge article about the rescuers down under um, on on Collider where okay. someone did like a real big deep dive. Hold on a second, buddy. A real dip, big deep dive into the rescuers down under and mm-hmm. like went into all this story about like how it got made and you know, uh, like the cap system, the caps animation, like the, 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 the 3d, mm-hmm. um, yeah. computer generated, um, animation and whatnot. And, um, how all the stuff that Jeffrey Katzenberg like stepped on and didn't want them yeah. to do at the time. Do you know about any of this stuff? Did you read it? No, I did not read it. It's long, but, uh, it's over on collider. I linked it in the show notes. If anyone wants to read it, hang on a second. My son wants something. It was cool because like I I love the rescuers down under and I've been mm-hmm. telling people for years like it's you should watch it like it's the best you know yeah yeah um, and it's not that people don't believe you or me it's just that like uh, I don't run into people who who talk about the rescuers down under very much and I just I don't know why that is that's just one of those childhood staples for me that was just. Yeah, it 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 holds up. I watch it all the time. I watch it with my son. Like my my yeah. son loves the rescuers down under. He loves the eagle. Yeah, I I remember I remember I watched that all the time when I was a kid. I have not seen it probably since college. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably we all watched it at one point, and and that's the most recently I've seen it. It's uh, it's great, and it was yeah. it was uh, the, the article goes into all this uh, stuff about it, but um, I know that like you know, it's in Australia and like the, the team really wanted to like make it about like, um, an Aborigine boy. And so they had like the blonde hair and the dark skin, everything. And like Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, it's going to bring in a lot less money. And then they're like, yeah, but it'd be really cool. And then one day it was just like, we no, So like, you know, make him. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was fair skinned. Yeah, yeah, make him fair skin. He can be blonde, I guess. It's just like, but he, you know, yeah. he, but you need to. It needs to be like a, you know, a, wow. a white person. It's like, oh, wow. Um, there was like a dream sequence. I had like a lot of like, abri- there's a whole lot more of Australia, and uh, there was mm. they they point out in the article like. America had like this weird fascination with Australian culture briefly in in the late eighties, mm-hmm. which is why Rescuers Down Under was even supposed to be part of was yeah. even set in Australia. It's the crocodile Dundee effect. Right, exactly. And uh and so they were like, People will like this and we really want to do the culture right and it just kept getting like stepped on like, Y'all, you have nothing and just like pitches being totally ignored and mm. um anyway, it's a really cool there's a whole oh man, there's a whole section about George C. Scott. Um, oh, and someone had to explain to him like what he was doing. It's like, no, no, you're not. It's not like narration. You're like, you're like reading like theater you're a character. Yeah. And so, um, 
he uh he it took him a while to like get worked into it mm-hmm. um and he would give like he wouldn't give la- that much latitude in the performance and so they'd be like mm-hmm. no i need to go bigger with it and and so he finally like, sort of started to understand and then he was he's first of all he's he's great in the movie george c scott's yeah, yeah. so yeah. good in this movie yeah um and uh and at one point, like they shot um, when they were, when they record like his death scene where he like goes over the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Apparently, George C. Scott was like, and they said this has been confirmed by two witnesses that this happened. Mm-hmm. He he um, he said something. He was, he's getting ready to do the scene. He's like, do you have like a bucket or something like a bucket you could fill with water? So they come back with like a bucket of water and um, he takes off his shirt and he <laughs> dunks his head in this bucket of water for like and then starts doing the take and so like you know in in the in the movie he sounds like he's like he sounds like he's drowning yeah yeah. that's because george c scott dunked his head in a bucket of water and then started (laughs) rolling it was just like (laughs) he's doing the whole thing and like it's yeah it's so cool yeah and then like they had to chase him down to do some 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 uh additional dialogue um And uh, he kind of like phoned it in. And then they got um, Frank Welker to come in and finish a couple of things. I think when mm. he's singing um, the Home on the Range harmony where he's talking yeah. about tying up animals in chains. Yeah. Uh, that's Frank Welker. Oh, cool. Yeah. They just had him. They just had him on hand. Yeah. I wonder, if he was, do. I wonder if he was doing Joanna now that I can think now that I think about it. I wonder if that's why he anyway. Mm, it's probably. a it's a really, 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 really cool article um yeah. about a movie that I I think is great. Um yeah. anyway, that's that's in the show notes if you want to check that out. Yeah. Um okay, so we wanted to talk, it's been a few days, but it's still very much like a part of the discussion. But there was this story um a few uh, you know, a few a few days back now, um about um Mission Impossible 7, whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be called, is shooting right now in Rome? Where are they? Yeah, somewhere like that. Uh, yeah, they might. I think they're in Italy. Oh, Venice. They're in Venice, I think. No, are they in Venice? I okay. think so. Okay. Um, so, and they've been filming there for a bit, and... Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 kind of like one of the big flagships of movies that are being made from a major studio right now. Yep. Even with all the COVID restrictions, yeah. Um, and there is there surfaced a uh, a, a recording, mm-hmm. and and thus millions of stories and headlines about Tom Cruise, um, kind of lose. Hold on a second. Tell you what, after telling my kids to go to bed over and over again, I totally understand Tom Cruise because <laughs> what he did was he went off on the crew. Yep. Um, and about not following COVID um, uh, proceed protocols yeah. on yep. set. And um, so, yeah. So there's two ways to look at the story. So the first is, wow, what a dick. Um, mm-hmm. He's the star of the movie. He is um, he's yelling at the crew because he's a prima donna and um, he just he has a huge ego and thinks he can yell at people because he's Tom Cruise. Um, yep. The other side of the coin that I don't think a lot of people, most regular regular uh, you know film news consumers uh, don't mm-hmm. understand that Tom Cruise uh, executive produces these films. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he uh, is effectively their boss. He he, yeah. he he is their boss. He yep. he 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 absolutely has the authority to tell them what to do. Not just because he's mm-hmm. the star and they're going to listen to him because he's famous. Because yeah. he's the executive producer of the movie and he the director yep. works for him. I mean he, he he's. Yep. Yeah, he hires the director. He yeah. hires the director. He's he yeah. he is the boss of all these people, mm-hmm. and he ultimately is responsible for the safety of the crew, for the yep. timeliness of the production being delivered, for yep. the budget, um, yep. the logistics. Um, he is the he is that's what executive producers do, yep. um, and I was struck by how many people just came out and were like. Yeah, well, he shouldn't. Even then, it was like, yeah, well, he shouldn't have yelled at people. It's like, but when you break the rules over and over again, like that's the thing yeah. about all this. It's like you think this is the first time this happened, and you think that he hadn't tried several times when people weren't recording him to yeah. politely ask that the. Do you don't think there was an email sent yeah. to the crew like or before shooting even started? Like, listen, here's what the protocols are. We're shooting in this country. The case count is blah blah blah. And, you know, we can't get, I mean, was that your reaction when you saw this story? My reaction was, okay, look, if you want to say maybe he took it a step too far, like, you know, nobody at their job wants their boss to scream at them when they make a mistake, right? I do. So so I can see you saying like, oh, he took it a step too far. Okay, fine. Sure. But like, uh, maybe I'll give you that. But, But the anger is not, is not in the wrong place. The anger is... We're one of a few productions that that didn't get completely just like demolished when this happened. Right. Like we were allowed pretty quickly to go back to work and we have a deadline that we have to hit. So anytime we have to all shut down for two weeks, that's going to affect not just the money coming out of my pockets, but it's also going to affect the timeliness that with which we can deliver this film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, I, I guess, I guess I'm of two minds, right? Like you want to think maybe there was a better way to disseminate that information, mm-hmm. but at the same time, who are we to say that he, like you said, like he didn't send an email or he didn't say this 500 times in a calm manner of speaking. Right. And, uh, truth be told, these are adults who knew what they were signing on to when mm-hmm. they accepted yep. this position. Uh, this it's not like they were in the dark like oh i didn't know we had to follow covid guidelines on yeah. on set they knew and and you know as adults go when when you repeatedly make mistakes and don't follow the guidelines especially when they're high pressure guidelines like this yeah yeah, there's going to be someone snapping and of course it's going to be the boss i'm glad it was him and not like just some, you know, some other actor who has no authority. Right. But Tom Cruise has ultimate authority here. And 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 he knows, like I said, how quickly they can be shut down and how quickly they can essentially go massively over budget simply because somebody decided to goof off. And so, yeah, I don't think his anger was misplaced. I think this was completely justifiable. Um, uh, you know, if, if maybe humiliating for the people i don't know yeah who cares you know it it was they they were in the wrong well and that's the thing like so he does single some people out not by name but yeah i think i I think he points at them i I, I don't know it's audio um but a couple of things about that like yeah he singles them out but also this isn't meant to be 
seen or heard by anyone except for the people who are present. So mm-hmm. people said he's singling them out. He's singling them out in front of the other people that they're accountable to, which are their coworkers, yeah. the other people whose jobs depend on this production continuing. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things he says is they are all watching us right now. And as long as we're allowed to shoot, there's a pathway, there's a template for other studios and other productions to follow. And that's other people who get to go back to work mm-hmm. because of us because of us succeeding. Because so we if, proved that it can be done. We proved it can be done. And if yeah. we screw it up, it's not we're not just letting ourselves down. You're not just letting your coworkers down. You're letting down in, in, you know, a whole industry of, you know, blue collar crew workers and above the line talent as well mm-hmm. who can't go back to work for another several months while they figure yeah. something else out and hope that the vaccine comes through. And, yeah. you know, that's that's devastating. He's like, yeah, because what the studios see is like, oh, well, if Tom Cruise couldn't do it, then, then you no know, one can do it. Yeah, no one can do it. Yeah. Um, now he did. He did lay some stuff on a little thick, like, uh, and, sure. and I know that Leah Remini uh, uh, has claimed that this was all for show. This was hmm. free publicity. I don't know. I, I like Leah Remini. I don't know if I believe that this is just for that. This was just a stunt. Yeah. Um, you know who knows um who knows uh but i do i do know that um that uh um you know it's it's weird because it's like when people say like you know he he, he i including me like oh he he laid it on a little thick he yeah. you know that's what i sleep with every night you know right. and people be like okay dude come on it's like yeah. i yes come on dude for sure but at the same time like look this is a person, this is a human being who's angry. It's not an actor delivering the perfectly toned, you know, right. the perfectly right. written line on their fifth take and nailing, like, that's what right. I sleep with every night. Like, he doesn't get to do right. it again. And that's because he's not acting. It, it's, right. it's, it sounds right. like bad acting in the audio a little bit, but it's like, yeah, but except for he's not acting. This is just what <laughs> someone sounds like when they're mad. And, and yeah, when, when you're mad, you, you, uh, all nuance mm-hmm. like goes away and and like you start saying things that may be a little hyperbolic that may right. be a little exaggerated, exaggerated but it's <laughs> i mean you know what you're trying to prove your point somebody said um you know when you're fighting when you're arguing with someone you have like you have about um what is it uh god what do you say he says you have about like i it's, it, i can't remember the exact joke but it was um you have about like 90 minutes of anger packed into about two minutes of energy yeah. um, or, or vice or no, or, 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 or I guess it's the opposite. You have all this energy, but you don't have mm-hmm. that much actually to say. So yeah. you say yeah. your point, but you're still mad and no one else so is, you have and, to just, no one's responding to you because you're Tom Cruise and you're being, and, and you're, and you're yelling at them. So they're just, yep. they're just quiet. And he's just yep. like, all right, there's a room full of people staring at me. So he's like, so I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to reiterate this point again. Yep. And it's like, do you understand what I'm, what I'm asking you to do? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then he's just, you know, we, we don't get to do this all. And like, he goes up again and you're like, yeah. oh, and it's just, if you've ever been in like in like a, like a horrible fight with your wife or like a friend or a stranger, or if you've ever been, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, your kids, it's, yeah. it's the, this, this, this thing where you, you bring all this energy into it and yeah. they give you nothing back to play off of until yeah. one of your, it's like the same person mentioned this scenario, which I've been at before where it's like, I'm, I'm getting into it with my kids 
And they're just like, yes, sir. And one of them goes, you know, I didn't. And I just like pointers were like, I, I'd say something like, I mean, what were you thinking? Well, I was thinking, I don't care what you were thinking. You just, you just, you yeah. just it's like, talk to me. No, talk to no, me. Shut up. Give him the stick. Don't <laughs> yeah. give him the stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sure there was a little bit of that going on. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's up to interpretation. But sure. I just thought that was funny. I, I, I yes, I, I agree. But the point stands, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, this, this, this his is, money's on the line. His here. money's on the line. And, and, and whether it was people who don't think that the virus is real or they were just being careless, it's like, look, at, yeah. at, at best, they were just being careless. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you have, I mean, one of the things he said that really rang true was, do you understand the responsibility that you have? It's not just about pleasing me or, you know, it's, it's, it's not like a, this weird request in my contract, like all crew must wear masks. Like you're wearing a mask because this is what it takes right now to, to be at work. And if you yep. can't do that and the production gets shut down, you have to sleep at night knowing that you could have done better and kept everything going. And then, you know, so, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise isn't worried about his his own wealth. Tom Cruise doesn't have to, Tom Cruise could stop working until this was well over with and we'd achieved sure. herd immunity naturally. Yeah. But it's not about him. It's not about the, it's, it's about keeping the whole machine going. And yeah. if any production is key to that happening, it's a mission impossible movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I there was, there's, I had a couple of people who were like, no, he shouldn't have, you know, you don't yell at adults like that. It's like, what are you talking about? Adults yell at each other like that all the time. And and let's like right. you said, Dustin, they knew these yeah. are consenting adults who more than likely signed a piece of paper that said they would abide by COVID they would restrictions. Abide by yep, exactly. And so they're they're violating them. And Tom Cruise is like, listen, I could just wait until the production gets shut down and y'all just be out of a job, or I can yell right. at you and hope that we get some accountability before some serious shit happens. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I don't know how I don't even know who else is in in the. I mean, I know everyone else is in the film. I mean, Tom Cruise himself is almost sixty. That guy doesn't want to get sick, right? Exactly. You know, so yeah. and of course, like these, um, you know, in the wake of that coming out, and you know, there were some articles defending him, and you know, but most of them were just, hey, listen to this. But the way it was worded it was like, look at crazy Tom Cruise yelling at people. So Th- this is not akin to Christian Bale's freak out. Right. So people people brought up Christian Bale's freak out was a which was a similar but but mostly different thing. Christian Bale, yep. while it may have been similar in that he's probably told this guy a bunch of times, "Hey, stop um, you know, stop messing with the lights while I'm trying to do an emotional scene with my co-star." Yeah. But it was totally different. It was just it it was it was again, it was pretty similar in that he had a right to be angry. Yeah. But he <laughs> Christian Bale went on 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 that guy. You're just walking yep. around the da 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 da. da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing you do when I you're really you angry set, man. is you start mimicking people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's when you like have no I, no content at all. I was so mad at my kids once and I did that and I laughed. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, I can't ever do that again. Like, it just, right, like, right. It, 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 it just the absurdity of like, I'm a grown man yeah. mocking one of my kids. And I was just like, not only is this like just bad behavior in general, it's like, sure. I can't even keep a straight face while I do it. So, right. That never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that happened was um, pretty soon after that, there's like, oh, um, Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell might be dating. It's like, oh, I wonder if that was just 
pushed out there to to bury this to, other story. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I, so. I, 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 who, who knows what's actually happening? But I, I saw that and sure. I was like, that seems oddly timed. It's not yeah, being it does. officially confirmed, but there's no proof either. But it's right. Why is this and coming maybe out? Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they are, but maybe it's maybe just any, uh, any actress. Maybe Tom Cruise, like, <laughs> just like Lauren Bacall. Tell them we're dating. Yeah, right. Lauren Bacall. Yeah. Is he? Wait, he, what? She she's passed away. Did he? he no, it was a joke. Oh, I was like, <laughs> did they? Is this? A, no, no, are no, you no, starting no. a rumor, Dustin? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Lauren Bacall is passed away. Correct. I don't I'm know. pretty sure. I really hope they're not currently dating. I they're definitely not. Okay. Uh Maybe Yeah, Lauren McCall passed away in 2014. Maybe he's dating the idea <laughs> of her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um Okay. Um all right, well, why don't we why don't we why don't we go ahead and you want to hit the break? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit the break. Okay. <laughs> All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about season two of The Mandalorian uh, on Disney Plus, just wrapped up. And I want to talk about the flight attendant, Dustin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back in a minute on Hoopercast Movie Hour. Back to back on the podcast attack. Podcast attack. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around and uh, be on the break, everybody, and listening to us. We certainly appreciate it. We're coming up on 300 episodes, Dustin. Yes, we are. We're doing this a long time. And so we, we agreed, I think, that we're going to sure. review 300. <laughs> sure. <laughs> for the 300th episode. It's going to be the most boring podcast ever. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, need to br- I need to pull somebody in, I think, for that. I might, I might try and see if michael's free or something sure i'm sure michael will talk about 300 sure probably okay yeah all right well i hope that all works out because i just said that on the air so um (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh on the air um let's go in the air (laughs) hey that was okay i know right um (laughs) all right let's 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 travel let's go up in the air uh with the flight attendant So the flight attendant uh, is an HBO Max original. So this is probably not the first thing I've watched with my new um, membership, but the first Max original I've I've, I've delved into. So I'm officially mm-hmm. committed to the brand. Um, yeah. This show uh, was uh, it, I mean it just came out. The, the thing wrapped yeah. up like a few days ago. Yep. And I believe their shows release weekly. Also. Yeah, HBO I Max think is. So. I think I think this yeah. came out once a week. We'll talk about that release model later as we as we wrap up okay. that Mandalorian discussion because yeah, I, yeah. I want to talk to you about 
what you think of that. Okay. Um, okay. So remind me to get into that. Um, right. So uh, Flight Attendant uh, stars uh, Kaylee, Qu- is it Cuoco? 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 Kokomo. Kokomo. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Cuoco. Cuoco sounds yeah, Quo- insulting. Like I'm Quoco. I'm Quoco for cuckoo puffs. Quoco, quo, 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 quo. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, sorry. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just Quoco. All right. So um, the show is a Max original. It is eight episodes. It's on HBO Max currently, um, and it is based on a book by Chris Bo. Wow, Bo Jail Bo Bo Jail. I don't know. I'm sorry. Chris, uh, a man named Chris wrote a book called the flight attendant that this is based on executive produced also by Kaylee Cuoco. So good for her. Okay. Speaking of yep. actor producers. Yep. Um, and Greg Berlanti, Dustin. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. So who we like good producer. Yeah. Um, and I think he also produced, I think he might be one of the producers on the big bang theory. I don't know that for sure. Mm, Something she did. Um, I don't it's know. It's possible. Maybe just this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so it's also Kaylee Cuoco. Um, we've also got in here Michael, M- M- Michael Huisman. People would know that guy from The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Uh, Zoja Mamet, who people would know from Girls, I think. Rosie mm-hmm. Perez is in here. Colin Woodell. Michelle Gomez. She's in a lot of things. I knew her from Doctor Who. And we've also got uh, Grey's Anatomy's fans would uh, appreciate the um, the appearance of T.R. Knight in this show. Um, so The Flight Attendant is um, a cool show. My wife turned me on to this. She enjoyed it. I had heard just heard buzz about it. People People like it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we watched it over the weekend. We did okay. in three days. We watched the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I enjoy it. It's a, it's a mystery. Um, it's mm. a, uh, I guess people are calling it like a comedy mystery. There's comedy elements for sure, but I saw it first and foremost as a mystery. Sure. Um, and it's about, uh, Kaylee Cuoco is, is Cassie and she is a flight attendant and she is a very reckless alcoholic. Um, she, um, she drinks on the flights. Um, she spends her time off, um, drinking to excess, uh, going out with friends, hooking up with strangers, um, and kind of not, 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 not doing well at maintaining her personal relationships on a deeper than surface level. Um, and she flies, uh, she, she, you know, she works a flight to Bangkok and, um, you know, meets a handsome guy on the plane and then they end up, um, going to dinner that night and spending the evening together and hooking up. And in the morning, uh, she wakes up and his throat has been slit and Mm. she does not know what happened. Uh, she freaks out. She cleans up the crime scene once she realizes that people probably aren't going to believe her, especially in a foreign country that she had nothing to do with this. Mm. And she manages to escape back to the United States on her flight. But, um, the FBI and the Thai police are very much, uh, working this murder and are, and she didn't do a great job of, uh, covering her tracks. And so she is, um, a suspect, but, um, a, a far away, let's follow her kind of a suspect. But so she knows that they like her for the murder. Um, and she is working to find out who actually killed this guy, Alex, um, for the majority of the series. 
And um, all while dodging being um, hunted by interested parties, uh, there's a much bigger conspiracy at play, as you can imagine. And mm-hmm. um, and all while you know exploring her personal relationships with her friends and family um, during all this, and 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 her her relationship with her you know, her deceased father. And, uh, yeah. So the series is probably a four star for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I liked the mystery element. I don't think it's like super deep, like, Whoa, you know, it was yeah, yeah. this person. Cause Tara yeah. said she saw it coming a mile away. Um, yeah. Uh, so whatever. Uh, I, I never, sure. I never see this stuff coming. She was like, you didn't right. think it was obvious when this I was like, no, I just thought, I just thought it was yeah. like this, you know? Yeah. Um, so whatever. Um, it's not like a Sherlock episode where you're like, whoa, man, that's crazy. Mind blown. I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, it's still it's still entertaining. And, and what's what's the most engaging element about it um, is probably Kaylee Cuoco. Uh, she's mm. really, really good. Um, I haven't seen her perform uh, in anything. Um, and just to to. You know, if you're screaming at me right now, oh, the Big Bang Theory, I hate that show. And yeah, um, and and so I'm sure she has great comedic timing and is good on the show. Uh, sorry. So this is my first real exposure to her as a performer, and it's great because her comedic timing is is definitely an asset to her in the show because she's playing a lot of comedic beats that are meant to be funny and and kind of sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. But there are times where you know like inappropriate funny where she does something sure. super embarrassing or ill timed, so you mm-hmm. laugh like, "Oh my god, you're a mess," you know, kind of yeah, a yeah. person. Like you you laugh and you judge her. Yeah, um, yep. And then there's these really tortured emotional beats that she plays where she is so good. She's so, mm. she's such a wreck. She's so, um, she's so, uh, self-loathing and, um, guilty and, uh, um, uh, like I said, just tortured, um, mm. and, and carrying a lot of baggage, not a flight yeah. attendant pun. Seriously. She's got baggage. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, um, uh, I, I liked seeing this character, this type of a character. Um, I think that the, the executive producer said, we sort of want to take this, this, this person that we could have seen being like a, like a character in a Hitchcock movie mm-hmm. that would normally have been played by like a man who just, yeah. just a, a, a regular person who just gets caught up in some huge, horrible criminal conspiracy mm-hmm. and, and just tries to survive it. Um, yeah. and just see what it would be like if, if, if it was played by a woman and, yeah. um, and, you know, they gave that woman, um, flaws and, um, sure. you know, so, you know, you have this, this, this young, attractive 30 something flight attendant, um, who nevertheless is, can't get her life together, uh, and then gets caught up in this murder plot and is ill-equipped to figure out how to get out of it basically. Um, and, mm. and. And her network of of people who might help her slowly diminishes as she ruins relationships. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I recommend anyone see it. I mean, if, if you needed an, another reason to sign up or try HBO Max, I would say that this is definitely something to check out if you decide to do that. So Dustin, mm-hmm. as someone who also subscribes, I would recommend it to yep. you as well, especially okay. as someone who just likes mystery and likes yeah. deep character exploration. There's a couple yep. of stylistic choices I'm not into. They do some of that mm-hmm. like um, Ang Lee's Hulk, like multiple shots on the okay. same screen thing. Yep. yep. 
And I told Tara, like 24. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like 24. And I told Tara, I was like, look, um, after watching the whole series, I can tell you that that was pretty much just a choice. There's nothing I got sure. out of it. Like, Oh, I'm glad they shot yeah. it this way. It was just, that's just a choice. Sure. Um, and it didn't hurt anything. It was just, sometimes it was annoying cause I had to squint to see further. Away. Right, right, sure. <laughs> so, um, if you're watching on your phone, you're gonna you're you're gonna regret you're, that. You're dead. <laughs> um, uh, and then um, whenever there was like a flashback to like her childhood or something, it was there's a lot of those like like color and like whip yep. flash stuff. I'm like, oh, Jesus, yeah. okay, I got it. D- yeah, we, I got we, it. Can we? Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Can we just after a while? It's like I just wish they would take that sound effect out. Just give yeah. me the color cue. I I know what we're. I, I know yeah. where we are. We're we're sure. back here at this accident. Okay. Yeah. Oh, got it. So there's right, a little right. bit of, um, and then there's a big there's a big exposition device. One of the big story devices is that she she um, spends a good deal of the series um, in her head talking to dead Alex um, and using that to exposit. That's that's the expository device, and mm-hmm. they do they do the right thing there with not letting this imaginary person know information that she doesn't know. Yep. So she's yep. like asking, like, wait, you you didn't tell me you were involved in this. And he's like, Oh, I must have been. Like he doesn't yeah. go, Oh, yeah. Or right. like, oh, he doesn't and confirm this. anything. He doesn't confirm yeah. anything. He's a figment of her imagination. They never actually yep. say that phrase, figment of your imagination. You're just you just That's just what it is. You know that because the character's dead. He must be imaginary. Right. You know, so, right, right, right. Um, you know, and and so it's a it's kind of cool. It it lends a lot visually to the show because then they change the the places where where they are talking or what's happening mm-hmm. around them as they're talking. And there's a few times where they visit flashbacks together, like you're watching It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so th- there's a there's a lot going on in the show and I, I like it. It was it was well paced, it's not slow ever. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a good show. Cool. That's that's how I feel about the flight attendant. I think I think I recommend it to people. Um, it wraps up in a neat little bow, and um, I kind of figured that was it. And then I heard the other day it's there's going to be a second season. Um, I'm not okay. sure. I can tell you right now. I don't know how. Um, sure. The story concludes. There's yeah, yeah. a couple of things. Um, okay. Sure. I'll, I'll I'll continue watching it. I'll watch another season of this for sure. I yeah yeah. I I, I like. Kaylee Cuoco, Cuoco, I, I like, I, I just, I'm on board with the series, I suppose. Um, I just think they did a really good job. Sweet. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Um, cool. Let's move on. Um, let's go now to uh, the long-awaited uh, season two uh, finale and now discussion uh, of the Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian. Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. So this also wrapped up on Friday. Yep. Um... And it wrapped up in the wake of the Investor Day announcements of a bunch of series and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it sort of finishes um, after a couple of weeks of um, the Star Wars universe itself expanding mm-hmm. to other properties. Um, yep. 
and uh, and I think uh, we we all I mean we all came on to the first season just hoping for a good story. I think word of mouth sure. hit us with with yep. this show, yep. and uh, and we watched it and we enjoyed it, and so of course we were totally on board for season two, um, and uh, and now it's here, and and yeah. we've we've got some thoughts. Um, we I'm, do, as I'm sure other people probably do. Dustin, um, what do you think overall? Of season two, like, do you think yeah. do you like it more than the first season? Yeah, I was gonna say let, let's start with our star rating. Um, yeah, I, I think I, you know, it's so weird because obviously I haven't seen the first season since it premiered, but yeah. um, I saw it recently. I, my I, I showed it to my wife, so I, I okay. rewatched the first season. Okay, gotcha. A few months ago, I, f- I feel like this has highs that hit pretty high, mm-hmm. but but I feel like maybe I like the first season a little better. Um, and, and that may only be because I feel like, well, before I get into the whys, mm-hmm. what, what did you think? I like this season, this season better. Okay. I think they took it a, a step up with yeah. the like cinematography. I think mm-hmm. this continues the just striking imagery of the yeah. show. I think they, they, they continued this, this aesthetic of, um, Pretty much the best parts of the, the the best asset that Rogue One brought to Star Wars was a sense of it brought back that sense of like tactile, yeah. Like this feels like a yeah. lived in world with distinct yeah. regions and just real uh, physical texture that you could you you almost could reach out and touch. And mm. I I loved I, I just I really appreciated the show on a technical standpoint, and of course everything that goes into making it, which we've gone over on the show yeah. before. With the virtual walls and stuff, um, I I think I liked it more in the first season because it was paced a little better. It mm-hmm. was not as slow paced, but not not sure. like cartoon fast either. Sure. And I think that they did. Um, I think because you're not having to establish as many characters, mm-hmm. you're not having to build as much. Um, so you're going to have a little bit more fun with the show because you get mm-hmm. to call back people who the audience knows yep. um, and develop stuff that's already sort of been set up. And that's part sure. of why I think the season feels different than the last yeah. one to some people. And yeah. uh, just, just like any, any season or different act of a story, you're going to have set up and you're going to mm-hmm. have payoff or continuation yep. or carrying forward. Um and uh, so I, I I liked what they uh, what they had going on, and uh, yeah. I I certainly was impressed with the slate of directors they managed to to bring into this season because yep. that's star studded to be sure. Yes, it is. Yeah, I I liked this season uh, a, a fair amount. Um, I I think there was a point about halfway through where I started to tire of the like go to this place and do this thing for this person kind of thing, and it's very samurai jackish. Where every episode is like, oh, I just happened to meet somebody and then they need a task done, which can benefit me. So I'm going to do this task for you so that I'll get what I want. And and, you know, I mean, it's not a bad formula, but I started to tire of it and, and I started to think like, okay, why? And and for me, I think it comes down to two things. Number one, I think that the the cast of characters here is is too small. And too few and far between. So what I mean by that is we have good characters set up in this. We have obviously uh, our, our 
Mandalorian protagonist, but we also have um, Cara Dune and we have um, uh, Carl Weathers, whatever his name is. And, and, you know, we have these, we have these characters that, that I like Bill Burr, um, all of that, but it feels it doesn't feel as like cohesive as a, as a TV show typically does where like, okay, these characters are all series regulars and they're in most of the episodes. And, and so it makes it feel a little bit like, um, I guess you could say like, well, but, but it kind of makes it like a treat when they show up. And, and I guess I get that, but I also feel like they should have a larger presence in the show so that we get to know them better than we do. Um, and that they all get character development. And I think they all do somewhat, um, Carl Weathers is only in one episode this season and, and, and Cara Dune, um, there's not much in terms of character development for her. Um, she has a new position, but not necessarily like new motivation or, you know, some sort of character thing that she's dealing with. Um, and, and I think that, um, it started to pick up when it felt like Boba Fett and, um, Ming-Na Wen was going like maybe okay they're going to join in and they're going to be the the cast of characters that he's dealing with here um, this season and that's okay um, but again I don't feel like we got to know them either um, like I, I really wanted to settle in and get to know these characters and I think that's where for me so there's that and then point number two is the mandalorian himself i feel like we we lost him a little bit this year um there's some really great development towards the end but the first six episodes um you know five six episodes feels a little like he's just doing things for other people but he's not growing and the story isn't uh, motivated by his choices, but rather like it felt like that to me in the first season, but in this season, it felt more like the story is sweeping him up in it. And, and it's not so much him choosing the story, but the story kind of happening to him. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I think I just didn't like that as much, but I will say like the highs here, are incredibly high, right? Like Ahsoka Tano is, is a standout. Um, and, and I, I really liked the first episode this year with Cobb Vanth. Um, and, and I really liked, uh, obviously, um, the finale we'll talk about in a little bit, I'm sure. Yep. But, um, you know, I, I liked some of these big moments. Um, and, and when it, when it hits a high, like it hits a high and the Bill Burr episode is a standout. Yeah. So, so like it hits, it hits really high, but I think I just don't feel like after season two that I know that much more about Din Djarin or that I know that much more about Cara Dune or I know that much more about anybody. It's just kind of like, okay, they've done more things, but who are they and what do they want? And I think, uh, while Mandalore, while Din Djarin's, you know, goal, I want to protect the child, um, is noble and a great goal to have. I want to know what he wants personally. And I think you get like a, a glimpse of it in, in what, you know, why he's protective, but I, I think I just want more of it. And so maybe, maybe season three can give me more character development. Um, but I think that's what, what season two was lacking a little bit. It felt like the story was happening to him rather than him influencing the story. Yeah. And to people who 
might be curious. Like there is, there is going to be another season. I know maybe it yes. didn't seem like there is going to be yeah. uh, at the end of things, but there's, there's, there's stuff unsolved and unre- yeah. unresolved. And uh, yes. just because other stuff is happening doesn't mean this show is stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that I mostly, I think I mostly considered this, this is what, this season is what made the show is what I would consider made the show fun. Like if you'd asked me at the first season, like, Oh, do you like the Mandalorian? I wouldn't have just said it was a fun show. I would have said it's a well executed, yeah, you yeah. Know, minimalistic, simple star Wars show. Yeah. Um, after this season, I would say the Mandalorian's fun. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. well established, well executed. It's a fun show. Yeah. Um, and these directors clearly had fun. Yeah. Playing around. Um, uh, yeah, there were some things that I, uh, I don't even want to say took issue with. I, I, I yeah. there's not what I, I really took issue with. I think I just, yeah. uh, I guess you know, if anyone who's listening has probably watched the show. So, and if you, if you, I mean, like, real quick, I just, just to say, like, okay, uh, I, I recommend the show. Yep. <laughs> I recommend yeah, the series yep, totally. Um, you know, even even if you're kind of on the fence about Star Wars in general, I think The Mandalorian is one piece of Star Wars uh, content that you should. That you should and, and would enjoy. I think everybody can get into it. I think, yeah, for sure. Um, and and there's not too much of a commitment to. And, and it, so far, you don't need to know much going yeah. into it. No. Um, so there's that. Yep. So spoilers. Um, yep. So, uh, but they are dipping their toe more into the established lore of the show. Now, yeah. it was there before you have, sure. you know, the guy who was in charge of Clone Wars in charge of this show as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you've got the all the movies that have set context for this series. Um, the new trilogy hasn't happened yet. And, um, and then there's Clone Wars canon that comes in. But it's not like if you don't know who these people are, then you're lost. It's just... When Katie Sackhoff and her friends show up, I didn't know that those Mandalorian characters were from the Clone Wars, but I didn't yeah. need to know that. I just knew they right. were important because of their dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, at least I didn't feel left out. And I, and I know Katie Sackhoff, so it's like, okay, so she's important, or yeah. at least she will be important. She's being played by Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, when Boba Fett shows up, finally, I... I loved it. I thought yeah, yeah. he was so cool. I, I, you know, when his ship, when Slave One comes through the atmosphere, Tara's like, oh, it looks like Boba Fett's ship. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. And then, like, he showed, I was like, oh, it's Boba Fett. <laughs> I yeah, was like, right. That's why I lose That's why it looks yeah. exactly like his ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't understand that, by the way. Like, when you see, like, a gray van, do you go, oh, that's so-and-so? Right. No, I guess there's no there's no slave. Well, I want to say slave ships. I'm sure there's a lot of those in the galaxy, but right, slave one. They they need bumper stickers. 
and and that's how you recognize. You should be them. able to scan the VIN number from the yes. planet surface. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Slave One shows up, and she's like, "Oh, that looks like Boba Fett's ship." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, how do you remember that?" Because I don't, I don't remember what his ship looks like. And then as soon as yeah, she yeah. said it, I was like, "Oh, that's right," because it like it's like starts it does the it thing. starts on the yeah. back and it goes away. I was like, "I yeah. guess so." So then he yeah. shows up, and he's such a badass. And this is the Boba Fett that everyone like imagined was happening. This is why everyone yeah, yeah. loves Boba Fett because they imagine he does stuff like this, but it, it was, yeah. it was always like a but stupid, never happened. a stupid yeah. thing is like, yeah, but this never happened. So he's like, he's a badass because you imagine he is, but now it's yeah. like, okay, he is like, they, ga- they sure. gave him some cool stuff to do. He's ruthless. He's smashing people's faces and breaking, breaking armor with his magic stick. Yes. <laughs> you know, his magic <laughs> stabby, smashy yeah. stick. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's like a it's like a staff that's perfectly designed to both bludgeon and impale yes. people. It's great. Correct. Yes. Um and it was a, it was a pretty violent season of television too. Whereas the first yeah, yeah. season of Mandalorian, I let my kids watch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I let them watch the heist episode, not the whole like show, but I remember ta- yeah. telling Tara I was like I don't know. The kids could watch this in this season. You know, Boba yeah. Fett like stabs a stormtrooper like in the eye, and Tara yeah. looks at me like, "You look, the kids watch this," and I was like. Well, not this. This is yeah, right. The director is Robert Rodriguez. He's he's the one who directs that episode. And it's just right. it's wantonly violent. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's fun. It's really cool. Yeah. It's just it's, yeah. it's 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 gratuitous, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it, and it it would be it would feel just fine if they didn't try to convince you if they didn't try to inter- inject some moral grayness into the yeah. series yeah. now where yeah. they have characters talking about like, you know, uh, uh, how, how things look on, from the other side, you know, yeah. these people who are here, they don't care if it's rebels or Imperials. someone is occupying their planet or yeah. the idea of like, Oh, how do you think, how do you think, um, it felt to, to see all my friends die on the death star while the galaxy cheered and right. like, or the Bill Burr thing about like, yeah, but we lost like 10,000 people that day. And yeah. that's a lot of people with families. And it's yeah. just the idea that like this stuff, you, the stuff that if you're a nerd, you argued about before all these properties existed where you go, yeah, but they probably had families, right? And you're just like, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Sure, I mean, like, I guess yeah. they did, but you know, we're not going to think of or talk about that. Now it's like, all right, now we're injecting that in here. So it's yeah, like, yeah. that's all cool. But then you have yeah. Boba Fett just murdering stormtroopers who right. you've just told me are like people with feelings and right. families. <laughs> right. Well, they're like Finn yeah. from the new trilogy. Hunting yeah. dangerous criminals. Like, yeah. There was a fun little like rewrite that Nando V movies did where he was like, he talked about what if like in there, what if I, we rewrote the, the, the rise of Skywalker and, um, you know, we introduced this idea of like the stormtroopers wanting to defect and being inspired by Finn to defect. It was a really cool mm-hmm. video anyways, but just this, this idea has been floating around with these new movies and these new shows. Like, that would be, and with the existence of a character like Finn to begin with, like, yeah. you know, imagine, imagine these are humans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it kind of gets harder to just sort of watch them be killed. But then again, Boba Fett's not like a virtuous person. So sure. if anyone's going to like, you know, savagely murder or I don't want to say murder is savagely t- take pleasure and, and, and show no remorse in killing stormtroopers yeah it's gonna be a bounty hunter who kills people sure. for money yeah that um, makes sense. absolutely um 
I I do like the cast that they have rounded up. I enjoyed that every time they went and visited a planet, there was a a, a star on that planet. Yeah. Again, right. not a pun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who, who who I recognize. I love that Ming-Na yeah. Wen and Boba Fett are like teammates because I love them both. I think Boba Fett's yeah. cool. I love Ming-Na Wen. She was the coolest part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And yeah. she's just great on this show. I loved seeing Timothy Oliphant because I love mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant. I love yeah. Carl Weathers. I love Gina yeah. Carano on the show. She's much better this season than last season um, yeah. as Cara Dune. Um, I Rosario Dawson. love Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Um, I love Katie Sackhoff. I love Bill Burr. Yeah. These everyone, everyone they have on the show, like just every time they paired someone up, it's just like, I don't care. Like there's no pair of characters that I'm just like, all right, let's get back to the cool people. Yeah. I'm interested in all of them. So I thought yeah. that that was all really well done. Um, I think that when it comes down to that last episode, um, someone pointed, so of course, so, you know, we got Luke Skywalker, who is the Jedi that Grogu, reaches out to and yep. uh, he shows up and rescues them and takes Grogu off to be trained. Yep. So, you know, the CG uh, looks very bad. Yeah. Uh, the face looks terrible. Yeah. Um, it looks like a deep fake. It doesn't yeah. look like a studio, like a, like a, a professional studio full of artists. Yeah. Made this. It looked the rogue one looked better than this Luke Skywalker. Did. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, but that aside, it does make sense to an extent that Luke Skywalker, it's not, it's not the worst idea in the world that he's the Jedi that, that reaches out and gets Grogu. Yeah. My brother-in-law said he would have rather it have been such and such Jedi from the Clone Wars, whatever. Like, it's not like Luke's sure. the only Jedi out there. There's like a handful. Sure. But if he's out there and he's yeah. among the more powerful Jedi who's the most force sensitive and he's already mm-hmm. gathering people up to train, it does make sense that it's him. Yeah. Um, another YouTube channel pointed something out that I wanted to introduce into this discussion. Um, mm-hmm. They have gone back apparently in the season one of the Mandalorian and fixed some unfinished visual effects. Okay. I don't even remember what they are. Okay. Um, they said it's very possible. It's like, you know, it's very possible the creators, I mean, they're looking at that shot. They know it's not finished, but they're out yeah, of time yeah. or whatever money. Who knows? Sure. sure. Um, it's possible they're going to go back and fix it sure. as time goes on. doesn't really make it better, whatever, but it's possible yeah. that I'll say this. If the main criticism of Luke Skywalker is the CG face. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. It's, right. If the, if the argument is he shouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah, doesn't matter what the face. It doesn't matter if it looks like my face yeah. or Dustin's right, face. Right, you know, right, right, it's, right, right. It's not. It's it's bigger than than, than the CG. Yeah. Um, I wasn't bothered by him being there, but I'll say this. I know you agree with me. I was disappointed that we couldn't get there another way. I was disappointed mm-hmm. that we couldn't at least. I, I it was so cool. Like he shows up. He 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 he's just slaying all the dart troopers. It was really cool. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. you of that Darth Vader shot from Rogue One, where he opens the yeah. doors and and he's yep. doing the same thing. And, and so it was reminiscent of that. Yep. Um, I just don't know if I needed to see his face. I think we get it. We see the green yeah. lightsaber. We see the one gloved hand. You know, yeah. we saw the X wing. Yeah. I don't know if we had to see his face. You you, you didn't yeah. have to show his face. I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking a lot. What do you think about all this? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I mostly agree. I think I, I think it probably would have been okay. 
I thought, I'll, I'll say this first of all, I thought there's that moment where after all the dark troopers are taken care of and then it like cuts to the interior of the bridge and everyone's waiting for those doors to open and it be Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to, I thought that was the end of the ser- the end of the show oh, and cool. we weren't going to see anything. And it was just going to be this huge cliffhanger. And all year long, we were all going to be saying, who's the guy? It yeah. looks like Luke. It's his lightsaber. It's the gloved hand. Is it Luke? Yeah. But we wouldn't have confirmation. I'm glad that didn't go that way. Well, I would say this. They could have gone ahead and shot the first scene of the next season and then taken yeah. the gigantic Another break year to, to, <laughs> to render the visual effects. Right. <laughs> would have been nice. <laughs> uh, but but the countless think pieces that would have happened after that. That would have um, been intolerable. <laughs> 12 reasons why it's not Luke Skywalker uh. and like all of this stuff. But it, it, I, I'll say this. So to back up just a little bit the the moments leading up to is this luke skywalker right um were like there was a palpable energy in it it, it felt cool in the room it was like this is great because what my brain kept saying was this is what i freaking wanted luke skywalker to be in the new trilogy right i wanted him to be cool and like be a jedi master and and so Two things happened. One, I retroactively started to hate the new trilogy even more than I already do because I'm like, y'all couldn't even get this right. And and you, you have you have so much more money. Yeah. And and then and then it started making me really, really like the Mandalorian more for the guts to do this. Yeah. When when they could have done any number of other things. It could have been Ahsoka Tano and it still would have been okay if she's like, I changed my mind. This show has given us two characters and three scenes where we see, well, not three scenes, but you know, count on one hand, scenes where a lightsaber or dark saber is used in battle. Yeah. And even less where the force is used. Yeah. And they've already done a better job than all of the films in showing the Jedi battling. Yeah. Yes, this show correct. is the gold standard for what yep. I want combat to look like in to these movies. Like. Exactly. In all of them. And, and that that's and that's and that's saying something. It is. And and I enjoyed it. Look, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, could it have been another Jedi? Maybe. My my assumption, and maybe this was a, a false assumption on my part because I, I I'm not super intimately familiar with the Star Wars films. Like I've seen the original trilogy a few times. Right. But I, I don't know them like by heart or anything. Um I know them more from memes. And and um and and but but the idea is like I thought Luke was the last Jedi. Like I thought I thought in the original trilogy that Luke was like the rebirth of something and there was no other option. Right. He was it. And then when I saw Ahsoka Tano halfway through the season, I was like, all right, this is weird because they're calling her a Jedi, but I thought Luke was the only Jedi because when they say the return of the Jedi, Luke's the only one there. And, and like, so that may have been my misunderstanding. So at the end of the day, yeah, maybe it could have been another Jedi, but I'm glad it wasn't because it, I, I like that the the Jedi, at least at this point in the timeline, consists of basically only Luke. Right. I like that idea, and um, and it makes Luke important. And maybe I've always wanted Star Wars to be more of a superhero show than it is, uh, but I, I want Luke to be like a a a hero, and I want him to be the most important one. And so, um, 
I think I, like this hit the nail on the head again. You're right. The, the visual effects, uh, they're, they're not great. That's PS2 era, but it's, it's it, it, at least, like you said, at least the dialogue's good. And at least it's Mark Hamill's voice. And at least it tracks story-wise. Um, and, um, I, but I think the bigger question for me is how will this affect Mandalorian season three, right? Because Grogu is too big a cash cow for him to not be in Mandalorian season three. I'm, I'm too cynical to believe that Disney's just going to say, eh, don't use him in season three. I think there's going to be some mandate that says, <laughs> we've sold enough gotta toys. Yeah, there's going to be something that says you got to bring him back. Yeah. He's coming back. And and truth be told, I've, I've seen already countless think pieces about does Grogu get killed by Kylo Ren when Kylo Ren turns on the thing? And yeah. I'm like, no, no, because I know I know how the Mandalorian is going to end. I already know this, whether it's three seasons long or it's 15 seasons long. It's going to end in a shot with Mando and 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 Grogu walking. They're going to be walking into the distance. Walking. I already know this. There's going to be suns. There's always suns, and they're walking in a desert planet. That's how the thing's going to end. Walking. So no, he doesn't die at Kylo Ren's hand. He 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 dies in the 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 show's just over, and you don't see him again. Yeah, it is one of those things where it's just like, all right. So by if you do want the if you do want that kind of ending, or that at least you don't want Grogu to die horribly in in this in this event that's in the future that there's that's implied. You have to decide: Are we are we going to cheapen the information from this previous film? And I think when it comes to the Last Jedi, I'm sure they're fine with that. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. like, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kylo Ren what, could just be a, misinformed, you know? Right. Like, why would they all be? Why would all the Jedi in the entire universe be in one place to get killed? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't make and, any and sense at all. Because here's the other thing: Were they stupid? The thing. <laughs> that, that almost happened <laughs> yes. once, by the way, and, <laughs> right. and they barely I think they learned their lesson. <laughs> Uh, All right, guys, just one where this meeting is going to be quick. This is going to be our one and only meeting. Let's never congregate in one place ever again. Everybody give us a Zoom call. Let's use email. (laughs) (laughs) We have these pillars we can meditate at and talk to each other. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, like, but but here's here's what they also can't do. They also can't go back and edit the Last Jedi to have Grogu dying at, at, at Kylo Ren's you know, goofy lightsaber. And they also can't like have Adam driver show up in the Mandalorian to kill him. That ain't going to happen. So, so unless you just say he died, but that's so lackluster, they're not going to do that. So that's how I know. Imagine they walk off the sunset. It pauses because Grogu was killed by Kylo Ren. (laughs) It's a a text crawl. It's the star Wars text crawl. Don't you forget about me. (laughs) Two months later, Grogu died by (laughs) It was was cut in half by Colin. Ghost Grogu. (laughs) Ghost Goo. Ghost Goo. Grew Ghost. Um, uh, Yeah, no, they uh, they're not gonna kill him. You know, whatever. But but. I think I think the thing is like how are they going to reincorporate him into the story because I've seen people already say like this should just be the end of the Mandalorian like this is the end and and but it can't be you still have the dark saber with Bo-Katan and that whole storyline that has to be yeah. resolved there's too much like Moff Gideon still kicking like you if, have to have if the show had been canceled yeah I would have been satisfied with the ending sure but it's there's so much plot left and yeah it's it's exactly. not just about like his it's not just about him like 
choosing to to go on this quest anymore. It's like the the lessons and the character development that came from this journey are not going to be carried forward into fighting for something. Yep. You know, like he's he's yep. go, he's grown attached enough to carry out a mission. Yep. And now it's going to be about something bigger, you know, yeah. bigger than himself. And, and I'm glad to see more of Pedro Pascal in this. Um, and, and I think that does hint to, and, and that's what I was saying, like the last couple episodes had some character growth for Mando because you started to see like, Hey, maybe, maybe there's a better way to do what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, and a way that allows me to be more open to people and to, you know, other relationships and whatever. And so like, I could see this where, you know, over time, right, th- this stack of characters, like all like, hey, I met you here and I met you here and I met you here. And we start seeing like little pairings of them until whatever finale five years down the road where they're all together, like you have literally all of them. And uh, and I could see that, too, because um, maybe the point is like that, that Mando's trying to rebuild a family that he never had. And, and, you know, we'll see what, what the absence of Grogu does to him. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that'll be a big catalyst next season, but, um, but that's what I want next season. I want more of Mando driving the story and I want more of it, less of him being told where to go and what to do and more of him going places and doing things because that's what he wants to do. And, you know, yeah. might, we might have a little bit of like a, a, a Marvel esque like world building that happened to this season where, mm. you know, Ahsoka Tano and Boba Fett are both getting their own shows. And so yeah. you sort of, have to launch pad those characters a little bit. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was bloated with too much setup, but that could yeah. be one of those things that caused it to be less focused on Mando driving the story sure. and more about yeah. what is in motion that he is just sort of contending with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're right. I mean, like the season could be mostly about expanding the world a little bit yeah. and, um, you know, increasing the, the, you know, I mean, he's on a very simple quest. Like I've got to yeah. bring this, this, kid to one of his own kind and so they did a good job in keeping it simple not convoluting the the anything too much um so i'd rather that of course than you know introduce too much stuff that didn't make much sense but i'm with you like now that his emotional connection has been removed from him he's got a an emotional hole now like a wound and he also has a cause that he needs to fight for and someone yeah. and a reason to fear someone in his midst. And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think there's, there's strong material that's left. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and again, I don't say any of this to knock season two because I really enjoyed season two mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I think, but I think it may be a stepping stone. And so much like the two towers is a stepping stone to return of the King. I think this is sort of that's in that same boat, it's building a world and it's building supporting cast and it's hinting at what's to come. Um, and then we'll really see it come to fruition now that, uh, Grogu's gone because you know the old adage: you never know what you had till it's gone, right? And 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 I think that's what we're going to see. And and I'm excited to see that growth in Mando and in the supporting cast too. So yeah, I I, I did really enjoy this season. Um, I, I will say there's a flip, like there's a switch that flips um, halfway through where I initially thought like, oh man, they're going to dovetail into like Star Wars lore, and I'm going to hate this because I love how disconnected it is. But 
by the time Luke shows up, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm all for this. Like, yeah, give me more Luke. Like, you guys obviously can do it better than anyone else. So, yeah, give me more Luke. I don't care. Um, And at this point, I'm saying, like, I don't care. Give me more Leia. Give me more Han. I whatever. Just do it. And and they're not going to do it. But, you know, I'm I'm all for seeing those characters the way that they should be seen, which is respectfully yeah. and not like used as a tool for a filmmaker's ego. I, I keep trying to think when it comes to story decisions, um, if I read this in a book, would it piss me off? Yeah, yeah. And as long as I try to let that be my guiding principle, like as to where I'm yeah. offended by the execution visually sure. or am I offended by the idea? And I'm, and I think if I read this in a book, I'd be like, Oh, that makes total sense. That's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I try to think like if this is one of those star Wars novelizations, if I was reading the Mandalorian as a book, would I be cool yeah. with it ending? Like, Oh, Luke Skywalker shows up and takes a kid. And I'd be thinking the same thing I'm thinking yeah. now, which is like, it just depends on how much he's part of the third season. If we never yeah. see Luke again, I'm cool with that. He showed up, they did a cool thing, and he did something that made sense for him to do, and then he left, and we focused on our protagonist still. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. It more depends on what they want to do with Luke after this than it is about this one scene to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Let me ask you real quick before we we wrap up. um, Sure. That that episode delivery system because the Mandalorian yeah. and the Flight Attendant both were released weekly on their respective streaming services, mm-hmm. and I was listening mm-hmm. to a podcast my friend does, and he and he was talking about um, the idea that um, I won't give you the full context, but basically it was like you know it, it got me to thinking like what do you think I I, I like that services have both a model where we're dumping the whole season, like mm-hmm. House of Cards or something like that, like Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And I also like that like places like HBO Max and Disney Plus drop yeah. the episodes weekly. Yeah. Um, do you have a preference? Or are you like I me th- where you, you like that you see the merits of both? I see the merits of both. I think if I had a preference, I would say I like it weekly. And that may just be the traditionalist in me that's like, yeah, well, that's how TV's too. always been done. Yeah. But also, like, I think it does depend on the show. If it's a highly serialized show that's made to be, you know, an eight part movie, mm-hmm. um, then you could release that all at once. Yeah. But, but what I like about the, something like the Mandalorian where it is episodic. It's, you know, one episode a week is you have time to catch up. Like if I don't watch it on Friday, well, that's fine. I can watch it Saturday or Sunday or Monday or whenever before the next one comes out, or I can double feature the next one. We took a break after the fourth episode of this, of this this season of the Mandalorian. And in the two weeks, we waited two weeks and watched an entire season of Bosch and the flight attendant. Yep. And then we watched like the final three episodes or whatever. Yeah. And and I think and I think that that's great. And like like I, I like having the flexibility to yeah. do that. Um, and but I think it requires the right show in order to do that. Like again, if it's highly serialized, that may not work. But even if it is highly serialized, there's a way to do that with an act out that that or an episode out that still hooks you. Yeah. But but what's your appetite for? you know, the week following. Um, so something like this, like stranger things all drops all at once. Right. And, and you kind of feel the pressure to like, I gotta, I gotta just binge watch it all right now so that I can be part of the conversation and blah, blah, blah. And, 
And, you know, there's some merits to that. But at the end of the day, too, the other thing that I like about this is it's like, you know, it delays it so that it feels like it lasts longer. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially akin to like getting getting like pieces of a present for Christmas. Like instead of you getting a gift on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. it's like, well, what if I gave you one part to your present for 12 months and then like it's like a del- like every month you have this thing to look forward to and eventually you have a full gift but yeah if you've you ever know, been like a the part of like a last longer if you've ever been a part of like a big family christmas you know you you take turns opening presents yeah. and yeah. you go around the horn and you get to anticipate your turn again and then yeah. you you know at the end of the day you still have the same thing which is a pile full of presents but yeah. you got to stretch the experience out longer you you didn't rip into them all in yeah. You know, 60 seconds and you're like, okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ooh, there's all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an all day thing. I'm so high and, <laughs> on excitement, you know, <laughs> like you, right, exactly. you open and you're just like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember what the first thing I opened Ooh. was. Um, but, but yeah, it, that, that's, that's a great analogy. It, it, it's, it, it delays and extends that, that gratification that you get. Um, and, and, and I like that. So again, maybe it's just the traditionalist in me, but, but I think my preference is for stories to be released this way. And, and, you know, it gives you something to talk about with friends for longer and, you know, you get to kind of like set your watch to it and it becomes an event, um, rather than like, well, I got to binge watch all of them on this specific day. And if I don't, then I'll just watch them immediately. Like the next chance I get, well, that's not like a set your watch and incorporate it into your routine and have a good time with it. It's just, it becomes more disposable because, you know, like Stranger Things season three, I I, I really liked that, but I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it because I, I watched that like in a day or two days <laughs> and I don't remember yeah, all of exactly. it. Exactly. You know, exactly. so it was so long ago. I think that... I, I, as you're talking, like I, I'm, I was sort of like half and half, like, yeah, I like them both for different reasons. You know, yeah. I like to be able to binge something, you know, if I yeah. want to binge it, but there's a bigger part of me. that's like, I like them weekly. I think yeah. it's just better. I think it's better for the people, the poor people who have to cover the shows for like entertainment yeah. outlets that they don't have yeah. to spend their whole weekend binging something and then write a gigantic yeah. piece about it and have it yeah. published very soon. I think that it puts less pressure on the consumer to keep yep. up and so yep. they can be part of a conversation or avoid online spoilers. Um, I think people get more out of the show when they're not binging it for the sake yep. of finishing it on time. Um, yep. And I think that I think there's probably a decent amount of people who like canceled plans with actual other human beings because they yep. felt the need to watch this show right away. And yep. that just seems silly. Um, yep. And, and I like, I, I'm with you. Like, I like that, hey, I could like, you know, go on a date or something with my wife, like for the for the two Fridays and mm-hmm. very easily catch up on the show on the third Friday. Yeah. You know, I, I it's definitely a traditionalist thing. I also yeah. just think that because that happened after the binge um, drops yeah. Yeah. of Netflix and Amazon happened, I just think that they did some market research and they said, that's cool and everything, but it turns out a lot of people would still prefer to watch it week by week. And studies show that the the show is reviewed more favorably if it's spaced out more because yep. there's more anticipation 
for the yep. new episode. It's better for your brain probably because you spend yeah. more time thinking about what might happen next versus comprehend. comprehending 13 yeah. hours of content. And, you yeah. know, I think that I just, this person was like, yeah, but why would you want to listen to it weekly? Because like, that's how, that's how like, that's like the old way of doing things. It's like, well, it's only yeah. that way because it's network and cable and that's just, yeah. you had to create an expectation for people to be the same, to sit in front of their TV the same time every week. It has to yeah. be on an interval, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just about, it's, that's the old way of doing things. And that's kind of how people prefer to watch content. And yeah. you could binge it if you're behind or you're trying to start a new show that's established. Yeah. But I like, as, as established before, we talked about this on the show maybe last week, I like that WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are going to come out weekly because I, ha- I it's easier for me to keep up. These yeah. are shows that I want to be current on. And if they all dropped at once... You better believe I'm ignoring my kids to watch this show and, and right, keep right, it. Right. And it's just silly. And I'm not being, you know, more than seventy percent serious. But I, I think that I think that like I, I I would I would certainly put other things aside, including reading and writing. Yeah. To watch this show as quickly as yeah. possible. And I would yeah. tell my wife, hey, I'm gonna watch my show until I'm done with it, and then we can like hang out again. And yeah. whatever. I'm a bad person. I would do that because I want to watch this show. And yeah. so I'm I'm grateful that it's not dropping all at once. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. And it's more beneficial to the streamer as well because you get for Mandalorian, for instance, that's, that's eight weeks of, of, of your subscription, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That, that's two months. I yep. get, I get two of your months. Yep. Whereas, you know, if it dropped all in one day, you can just pay for one month and be done. Yeah. Not only could you yeah. binge that show, but you could binge a couple of other shows on there too yep. and then get out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I think we'll see more of that. I mean, clearly HBO max is the newest of all these platforms and they are, going with the weekly drop just like Disney is. So the two newest yep. streaming platforms are distributing their episodes on the same intervals. Yep. I see yep. I see a trend. Yeah, I agree. All right. I also see a trend of um it's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. If, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else, it's Christmas Day. So um mm. of course have a Merry Christmas. Um happy holidays. Happy, uh, we'll be back for the new year also to do the next episode. And yep. um, so I hope everyone had a, had is having great Christmas. And, um, uh, and don't forget, Wonder Woman 1984 and Soul are both available on right. Christmas Day. So. Yes, right now. Unless yep. you're on Patreon, then you got to wait. But you, you, didn't a couple to, days. you didn't have to wait for this episode, of course. There's a trade off. Right. You don't have to wait to That's listen right. to us, but you but you you do have to wait for those things. That's um, true. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, commercial free by the way on Patreon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So so next week we will be talking about those movies. My my kids and I are going to watch Soul on Christmas. Yep. And I think my wife and I are going to watch Wonder Woman the same night. Okay. So uh, I'm definitely cool. going to watch them both. Do um, it because I've got that ability now. Yes, I've got the power. Got the power. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the holidays, and we will be back next week to wrap up 2020 for the Hoopercast Movie Hour. Yeah. Enjoy whatever it is that you enjoy. 